Hi, I'm <laughs> Hannah. I'm Carrie, <laughs> and uh, like this is our first podcast. Uh, we don't know what it's called. Uh, we'll come up with a name sooner or later, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, we just want to talk about football. I think maybe some other stuff. Okay, so for context, um, Carrie and I are doing a betting thing where we're going to, like, pick... We, so we chose 12 sort of random college football teams that we are going to They follow. were not random at all. Yeah, so we very strategically chose 12 college football teams that we're going to follow throughout the season, and each week we are going to uh, predict the winner of each of the games that... Well, the game that each of those teams plays in. So, I will say what the teams are. Should I? Well, for context... Uh, we both go to the, we both go to the University of Michigan, uh, so we decided not to pick like teams that we we would like follow on like a week to week basis. Like we didn't pick Bama, we didn't pick Clemson, no Michigan, no Ohio State, no Michigan State. And then for me, because I'm from Washington and I follow uh, the Washington Huskies a lot, um, I couldn't I couldn't pick uh, the Washington Huskies. I'm gonna get some ASMR of me drinking this. Everybody knows there are no laws when you're drinking. No laws when you're drinking Trulies. <laughs> okay, um, so the teams that we're predict or we're following throughout the season are Wisconsin, Stanford, Texas, Oklahoma, Boston College, Oregon, Georgia, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, UCF, Army, Virginia Tech, and USC. And would you like to say what the winner has to? Um... So we were like thinking of like what the winner had to do and like we were thinking like oh do we want it to be like a weekly thing where it's like somebody has to buy like first round of drinks or if we wanted to do like uh, a money betting thing um and then we kind of just ended up like whoever wins has to whoever loses has to buy the winner like dinner and but it's not like we wanted kind of like a fancy place not just fucking like mickey d's and like or like fucking five dollar hot and ready's so we like wanted somewhere fancy um, but not too fancy, so, like, we agreed on, like, B-dubs, because <laughs> that's, like, fancy but not too fancy. Um, so, yeah, so, like, whoever loses has to buy the winner, has to cover the bill at B-dubs. Yeah, uh, so you're going to be buying my soft pretzel with yeah. honey mustard. We, you have to bring honey mustard, because I, have I don't to bring have it hun- at B-dubs. Okay, sure. And, and we're going to go on a Tuesday, so it's BOGO wings. So Hannah would only have to pay for one serving of wings, but I get two of them. Right. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, yeah. She's also a vegan, so she can only eat soft pretzels there. Yes, which is like kind of a dub for me. Yes. Um. Anyway, so it's like when when we were picking them, we were kind of discussing whether or not we wanted to um, do a straight pick them or we wanted to play around with the spread. Um. I don't know about you, Hannah, but like my uh, betting knowledge is uh, so fucking limited. I don't know what the pluses and minus mean. Um, <laughs> I know what over-unders are, but that's about it. Uh, so, but like we've kind of both agreed to just play, um, do it as like a pick em. Yeah. Also, I didn't feel like doing enough research to do anything other than picking which team should win. Yeah, like, like, like let's, uh, some context before we get into our picks uh, coming up. Uh, we have, well, like, Hannah says she's like a huge college football fan. Uh-uh. I never say that. Uh, I am much more of an NFL fan, and uh, not not currently because it's fucking preseason, and 
I don't want to watch fifth stringers play against other fifth stringers. And yet you do. But I do. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, like, I don't know about much. I just know kind of, like, uh, who's looking good for uh, the draft, like, in the draft, draft-wise. And, like, that's kind of how I get most of my, uh, most of my college football knowledge. I just honest. know about Michigan football, and then I watch everything on Saturdays, but I don't pay enough attention to, like, know anything. So, that being so said... So, <laughs> don't fucking... If you listen to our podcast, and Which you're you just won't. like... <laughs> Which you won't. So, hey, mom, if you're listening to our podcast, and you're just like, oh, I want to make some money on the side, don't <laughs> listen to us, because we literally have no idea what the hell we're saying. Yes. This uh, is for the memes and the vibes. Okay, sure, it's for the vibes. Um, so let's uh, start going through our games. Okay. So our first game that we have is Wisconsin and University of South Florida. And uh, I think it's pretty easy here. I think we both have Wisconsin winning. Don't speak for me. All right, I have Wisconsin winning. Okay, so I thought about this a lot. And Wisconsin is a dominant program. <laughs> Even though we get a lot of our defense from, like, South Florida, like, the region, not not the university, but, like, the region of South Florida, but after much deliberation, I have to go with Wisconsin as well. Okay, so <laughs> I did speak for you because I was right. Um, yeah, just, but you didn't know that. Yes. Our next game is Northwestern Stanford. Uh, you know, being in the Big Ten, Hannah, Hannah and I have talked about this. Um, like maybe yesterday, holy shit, where we talked about like Northwestern, dude, time, how does it work? But like how Northwestern is kind of like sneakily dominant. Well, not dominant, but like it's a sneaky team. And like, especially in like big 10, um, there's always a chance that one of the top teams might like drop a game to Northwestern. They're going to fucking lose to like a Purdue or like a fucking shit ass team. Uh, not at my Purdue viewers. It's not a dig at you. Please keep watching. It's a compliment Listening. for Northwestern. Yes, it's a compliment to Northwestern. Um, but they're always kind of sneaky. And Stanford, uh, I don't know much about them, but uh, they are actually my pick. I think it's going to be a close game, probably within... Wait, you picked Northwestern? I picked Stanford. Okay, okay. I picked Stanford in a close game, like probably like a touchdown or less. I think Stanford's going to win. Okay, so... Yeah, I agree with everything Carrie said. Northwestern is low-key a good team in that, like, I think it's more that they just are able to put up a fight against teams that they're predicted to lose to by a lot, and I don't necessarily think that's the case with Stanford. Like, that's kind of projected to be a somewhat closer game, but Northwestern did play in the Big Ten Championship game last year, and they lost to Ohio State by a lot. And also, personal anecdote... Um, last year on the day of the Big Ten Championship game, so I was going to go to the Big Ten Championship game when I thought Michigan was going to play, and obviously Michigan ultimately did not go to that game, so that day I wore a Northwestern sweatshirt all day, and then I went to my roommate's dance recital, and I wore a Northwestern, um, sweatshirt, and then I captioned my picture, nobody I'd rather be cheering for on a Saturday night, and nobody got it. And I, like, looked back on that caption yesterday, and I was like, wow, that was really funny. So, um, that being said, um, Northwestern has, um, at quarterback, they have a transfer from Clemson, Hunter Johnson, who should be really, really good. Um, so, and I just think, like, week one, there always has to be, like, 
a couple upsets somewhere. And honestly, I just wanted to have a pick that was different than Carrie's. So that huge buildup is all to say I am picking Northwestern over Stanford. Do you think it's going to be a close game or do you think it's like going to be a blowout? Oh, a close game. I think it's going to be like 7 to 10. That's always North- 7 to 10. <laughs> Northwestern scores sound like soccer scores. I I don't know because like obviously like everybody shits on Pac-12 for being Pac-12. Mm-hmm. But like Stanford has been like sneakily good. Like they have like they always have like kind of decent run games and kind of decent like offensive lines. So it's like I kind of it might be uh, the West Coast the West Coast bias, but I kind of I kind of think that uh, in like a tough game and especially early on in the season when like weather doesn't necessarily do we know where this game's at it's at stanford okay do we know what time it's at um we do not know that well can I, our producer like tell can, us? can our producer me in the future tell us um but like i think i think like i agree with there, there might be like some upsets but again i think this is like a close game it could be like under like our producer just, um, <laughs> like, vibed me in our headset, and he said it's at 4 p.m. 4 p.m., so not Pac-12 after dark. I don't know. Oh, East Coast, an East Coast team an East Coast team having to travel west, um, there might be, you know, some unseen circumstances or whatever. And it's the first game, so we don't really know how anybody's playing. I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. All signs point to Stanford winning, but I just wanted to have a different pick than you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. After 50 fucking minutes on that one, our next (laughs) game is Louisiana Tech versus Texas. I went the last two. You can go first. Ah! Okay. So, Texas... Texas is going to win. Texas is back. That's my entire analysis. All right. Texas. We both picked Texas. Uh, Houston, Oklahoma. Do you want me to go talk? You can go ahead. Okay, so the thing about Houston is Jordan Poole hit a last-second buzzer beater on Houston. Um, The thing about Oklahoma is it's Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma, and they have, like, five million running backs. Um, Yeah. Their scheme is also really good, right? They had, like, two uh, back-to-back Heisman winners, right? Kyler Murray yes. won the yeah back to back Heisman winners in uh, Kyler Murray and in uh, Baker Mayfield and so, may- maybe back to back to back who knows we'll see I we'll uh, fucking Trevor Lawrence is probably gonna take it honestly he's probably the favorite right now he he is and then Tua and then maybe Jalen and Shea Patterson and then okay. Dylan McCaffrey then Shea Joe Patterson's Milton then even... Cade McNamara okay. anyways and then Jalen Hurts anyways I think I think we both agree that Oklahoma is gonna blow out Houston. Definitely. That's one of those where it's like, that's the whole point of the game. Like, they probably paid Houston a ton of money to be able to play, the, play them so that right. they could have a win. So let's uh, skip our next game because we'll t- uh, loop around back to that one at the end. Oh, okay. And then we go Georgia-Vandy. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to go first? Okay. Like, there's not much to say. That's another one where Georgia probably played Vanderbilt, paid Vanderbilt a ton of money to be able to play them week one. Um, it would be great if there was an upset in week one there, but th- Georgia is one of the best teams in the country. They're probably, I think right now they're ranked number three in the preseason polls, if I'm remembering that correctly. Like, it would be 
the craziest thing ever to happen to college football if they lost. So, I agree. Uh, uh, sorry, Canal, if you're watching this, and Canal's sister, but uh, Vandy has no fucking chance. It's uh, Georgia all the way. Um, next game would be Notre Dame Louisville. I have Notre Dame winning. Um, I not gonna lie, didn't fucking watch any uh, any football from Notre Dame or Louisville last, last year? year. You were you not at my apartment for game one? Was that before classes started? Yes. Then I was not because I was in. Okay. I was overseas. Oh, okay. Way to um, flex. I was in Germany. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I think He's I was too good I think, for Notre I think, Dame football. He's... Actually, I think I was back in Washington, but uh, no way Vandy wins at all. No way. We were talking about Notre Dame Louisville. Oh, uh, that's what I meant. No way Louisville. We'll edit that. We'll edit that out. We'll edit it. Uh, no way Louisville wins. Yeah, I agree. Notre Dame. I I think Notre Dame is like for some reason eight or nine in the preseason polls, which is. I didn't really understand that, but, um, I mean, they went undefeated in the regular season last year. They are one of the top teams in the country. I think they will be in the college football playoffs or one of the first two teams out. Um, Louisville has a football team. They had Lamar Jackson, like, three years Several ago. Years three ago. years yeah. ago. Um, next game, Florida A&M UCF. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know Florida A&M was a school. Uh, so, uh, by default, I think I have to give it to UCF. Yeah, we have two um, Florida directional schools this week, and UCF is the most annoying team in the entire country. I'm going to give them that title over all of Michigan's rivals. Um, but also, they had that quarterback who got injured last year, and then they just were awful after that. Well, they were awful, but also it was their first time playing an actual good team. I really don't remember who the team was that they were playing, but they blamed it on their lack of a quarterback. But now they apparently have Brandon Wimbush, who was um, Notre Dame's quarterback last year. So that should be – UCF will be good again this year, and we're all going to have to suffer with it. Uh, they should be in uh, college football playoffs. Don't at me. Um, next game, Rice Army. Uh, two powerhouse teams. <laughs> obviously uh i'm gonna have to go with army uh you keep copying me they're they're just gonna run the ball a million fucking times they're gonna run a uh, triple option a million times and uh we know those kids at west point get super hype and super litty that was sarcasm um they probably do get super hype um but army army played Army's coming off a season where I think they beat Navy for like the first time in like 50 years or some shit. So I think um, they're going to come into this season with like a lot of hype around them and a lot of excitement carrying on and like that momentum carrying on from last year. Army has to win because we play Army in week two. And if Army's coming off a loss and then God forbid something happens and we end up losing to Army, it would be a million times worse of a blow if we lose to an Army that lost to Rice. So I also pick Army. Also, I think Army's favored by like 20 points or something like that. I, I don't think Army has ever scored 20 points ever. <laughs> well, <laughs> like They run the triple option so much. I don't think that's ever possible. Um, next game, Virginia Tech, Boston College. Hannah, I think we might differ on this one. Uh, okay. 
I and picked, let's hear why. I picked Boston College. Who was playing again? Virginia Tech, Boston College. Oh, yeah. I, why did you pick Boston College, Carrie? Tell me more. <laughs> I, uh, I picked Boston College because um, there's always like those two players that end up in the draft out of Boston College that uh, everybody's like, this is a Bill Belichick type player. And because uh, they're from Boston, well, no, because they're like small, scrappy white dudes. Okay. And then, and then that's that's the classic Bill Belichick mold, right? Like first one in, last one out type of mentality. Like real scrappy player, uh, real gym rat, you know. Yeah. You know the classic lunch pail type of guy. Um, Virginia Tech. Not gonna lie, I don't know who came out of Virginia Tech lately. Do you know anybody? I don't know who came out of Virginia Tech lately, but I do feel like I often end up watching their games because something about their games will either have, like, playoff implications. Not that they're going to the playoffs, but, like, there can be... can upset somebody. Yeah, like, something could happen or, like, ACC, like, something or other. Like, if they went, like, I feel like they... I don't know. Virginia Tech is always a decent program, so I believe they're in the top... Are they not in the top anything? I don't know. Ask our producer. Okay, hey, producer. One sec. Let me step we, into the we booth. Really, we really did a lot of research before this. Um, but, you know, Cam Chancellor, number 31, absolute legend, future Hall of Famer, uh, former Seattle Seahawks. He's, he's retired due to some injuries. He's from Virginia Tech. And, like, uh, I'm sorry, big boy, but... I think I might. I, I I'm gonna have to go with Boston College. I don't know anything about their quarterback, the situation, or whatever. But yeah, what's so, our producer saying? No. Nope. <laughs> so our producer um says that Virginia Tech is currently unranked, but they did receive 12 votes. Um, and he's gonna talk to the AP people to be more accurate next time because Virginia Tech should be in the top 25. So, our final game is USC-Fresno. But it's not our final game, because we still have one that we skipped. Second to last, uh, penultimate, is (laughs) USC-Fresno. And just looking off that list that our producer had, uh, Fresno State had more uh, top 25 votes than USC. Um, That is very disappointing for me, because I picked USC. um, Because I am a West Coast homer. Fresno State is also on the West Coast. Uh, I am a Pac-12 homer. I apologize. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm a Pac-12 homer. And I just want USC to be good. I want USC and UCLA and Stanford and Oregon and University of Washington and Washington State. I want... I wow, want, can you list I want, the top the Pac-12? I want, I want all of Pac-12 other than Arizona and Oregon State to be good. All right. And wow. maybe Utah. <laughs> Um, well, I was going to pick USC. Oh, I'm just, I'll, I'll pick USC. Fresno, like, I mean, my cousin used to work for Fresno State's football program, so, but he doesn't anymore, so I'm going to pick USC. Yeah, I, we really did our research before this. Uh, so USC. Okay, sure. Okay. Even though it looks like they're going to lose. Yeah. Like, all, like, consensus opinion, Vegas probably says they're going to lose. They're probably going to lose, but... Actually, I'm going to pick my, change my pick to Fresno State, just so there's more, um, difference between us. Okay, cool, thanks. 
Um, and then our final game. And I feel really strongly about that, by the way. I'll just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> and then our final game of the week is Oregon at Auburn. This is our, like, week of the match that we picked because it's, like, two top 25 teams that have been, like, kind of historically good facing against each other week one. And there's, like, no other good games <laughs> this week one. Not in, in our, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to go with who you picked? No, you go first. No, I want you, I want to hear her. No, I really want to hear your, your, you first. So I picked Oregon. I picked Oregon. Okay. Um, I believe Oregon is number 11 on top 25, and I believe Auburn is 15, top 25. Um, Auburn played University of Washington first game last year, and that was kind of close. And UW was kind of doo-doo. I don't know if Auburn did too hot towards the end of the year, but um, I don't know. Like, Oregon has, like, an elite offensive line. Um, they're bringing back a bunch of players. They have some young talent at wide receiver. Um, and whoever their quarterback is, Justin Herbert, the fucking like six foot seven behemoth, he looks he looks like he's gonna probably gonna be like a top a top two, top three quarterback taken in the NFL draft this year. Um, I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think Oregon um, would win. In the end. I don't know about their defense. I really don't know. Okay. Interesting, Carrie. I really thought a lot about everything you said. And I'm going to have to go with Auburn. And it has nothing to do with that. I just said I was going to wait and see what you picked and choose the opposite one. But that was like, yeah, great analysis. Thanks. Uh, And I just want to say Oregon beat University of Washington last year um, in overtime. And... uh, I think I remember watching that game, and it was actually super close. Um, but, yeah, so we might have to go Oregon on this one. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll go Oregon on this one. All right, I watched an Oregon basketball game. All right, cool. Very cool. Very cool, Hannah. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> They have a player whose initials spell PP. <laughs> All right. Cut. Edit. <laughs> End of podcast. We're not doing this anymore. Um, but Hannah. Yes. So Carrie. outside of college football, you mean there's stuff outside of college football? Uh, other football news. Some but there's other. Are we talking high school football? Some <laughs> recruiting. This is recruiting corner now. <laughs> um, some big news hit yesterday. Did last it night. Now? Haven't heard. As soon as as soon as I saw. As soon as I got the notification, I called you. You did, so I have heard. I was and lying. I was like, and if and if somehow nobody else, you haven't heard from anybody else. No, I haven't. And I don't shut have the fuck up. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, I thought you were talking. <laughs> and if some, if somehow at single listener, you haven't heard from Twitter or from Twitter or from like anybody else, and like you've found our podcast, Andrew Luck has retired i believe he would he would have been going into his eighth season um obviously in 2017 he didn't play because he was injured all year um 
But that's honestly so fucking wild that Andrew Luck, he seemed to be like a top, a top seven, top eight quarterback, um, is retiring and coming off arguably his best year, uh, best career year last year. Um, he threw for like 39 touchdowns, was really good, uh, just really good, really efficient. He was my fantasy quarterback, so obviously I have some connections with him. <laughs> um, luckily, I didn't have my draft, or else I would have probably picked him. Um, but I think that, like, it's, it's like, really shocking for, like, a player of his stature, like, to go out so early. And uh, Hannah, as a resident of Michigan... Um, Wait, me or you? You. You, at you as a resident... As a resident of Michigan, mm-hmm. um, you can kind of see the parallels between um, Andrew Luck and his injury history and then wanting to step away from the game compared with Calvin Johnson and, and, and him being injured and him kind of stepping away while he was at, you know, peak potential. Um, do you have any thoughts? Um, I did see people saying that, and I remember... Well, actually, I have thoughts, but they're not worth sharing. <laughs> well, okay. So, well, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through the last couple of years of Andrew Luck. So in 2015, wait, wait, I have a thought actually. Okay, sounds like he had some bad luck. Okay, so in 2015, Andrew Luck uh, was hurt, um, and he played. Um, 2016. Wait, he when was... did he lacerate his kidney? I think that was 2015. Okay. Or 2016. 2016 might have been shoulder. 2015 might have been lacerated kidney. Okay. Not entirely sure. Again, we didn't do our research for this. Our producer really didn't give us enough information. No, to go he didn't. Off of he here. didn't. I mean, this is kind of this is kind of like uh, breaking news. Well, we're not breaking. Oh, we're breaking news. Breaking news. We're breaking news. Did you hear breaking, that? Andrew Lucker retired. Breaking. Breaking news. Added everything else out. 24. 24 hours late. Um, in 2015, 2016, he played, but he was playing hurt. 2017 he didn't play at all 2018 he played um and had his best statistical year 2016 and 2017 the last two full seasons that he played um he graded out 90 plus on pff um his two highest graded seasons in his career and uh if again you haven't been following anything 2019 uh he's been sitting out of training camps and OTAs and preseason with a calf injury and maybe like a foot bone extra bone little a little bone thing <laughs> an um, extra bone nobody really knows uh what's going on um but like through his like six seasons uh, as six NFL seasons he has like torn cartilage and two rib two ribs a partially torn ab lacerated kidney that left him peeing blood at least one concussion maybe he was just on his period a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder and this mysterious calf ankle issue. Um, I feel really bad for the guy. Like, um, obviously this means Russell Wilson is the best quarterback from the 2012 draft class, but going into the, going into the 2012 draft class, he was touted as kind of the next Andrew, uh, next Andrew Luck, as the (laughs) next, as the next Peyton Manning, as the next, as the, as the next Aaron Rodgers, you know, this kid with unbelievable talent and brains, obviously went to Stanford, um, coming into the league and he was expected to, 
you know, be the quarterback. Um, and it's kind of wild that Tom Brady has outlasted both Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning's replacement. Tom Brady. That, that's what you were going to tell me, and that's, that's actually... What, that's what wait, I was going to tell you. That, like, puts things into perspective in a very weird way. That's crazy. Tom, Tom Brady has played, like, has played three of Andrew Luck's careers. And speaking of um, quarterbacks who played while Jim Harbaugh was within the vicinity, um, I can't wait to have a new quarterback coach here at Michigan. <laughs> coach Luck. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He seems he seems very close with um, the organization. Uh, he said that he's been thinking about this for... Uh, he says that he's been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Like, oh, uh, two weeks, one and a half weeks. He said, like, when he played injured, he said he never wanted to do that again. Um, and I think that's what kind of ultimately ended up leading to his... Um, almost said resignation his retirement he didn't seem to be like he was having like much fun and honestly like who could blame him like he's made like a ton of money he would have made more i think he only made like 90 million and he probably could have made like at least 200 million especially the the way that the quarterback salaries are now um i think it's just like a terrible loss for the sport um and yeah now, now we can just watch Jacoby Brissett play, and his and his st- tweets and his stupid fucking tweets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there have been a lot of people. Well, okay, so I think there have been a very few, very loud people who have expressed their um, disapproval of Andrew Luck's decision to retire, namely Dan Dockage, who always has something to say. And I honestly think there are very few people out there who actually agree with Dan Dockage. But basically, Dockage tweeted like. Um, I have family members who are teachers and who work in mills and they get paid way less than Andrew Luck did and they're tired too, but they don't retire, which is like, I, do I need to explain why that's the worst take ever? (laughs) A hundred. Yeah, dude. Like protect your brain, protect your body. Like, and if it's, it's, it's a sport and he, he does a lot of good for Indianapolis, like with like. The children's hospital and i guarantee you he's going to continue doing that he says that he and his wife love indianapolis and they've it's it's like really treated them as like a second home um i don't think he's going anywhere i just think you know physically he was like kind of unable to play the game anymore and then as a result that kind of influences his mentals and whether or not he wants to continue playing this game that really does take a significant toll on the body, even as, like, the game has become more and more, as be, has become safer and safer and, like, easier to play for, like, um, easier on the body for quarterbacks. Like, we see Tom Brady into his, like, mid-50s now playing, right? Um, but, sure. but 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 really, what the message here is, uh, fuck Ryan Grigson. You know, he wasted, like, five years of his career putting, like, undersized... Um, wide receivers around him instead of putting like a decent offensive line and it's just really sad because like we just think like what could have been if if Ryan Grigson wasn't there if they had like a competent offensive line if he wasn't getting hit a million times Um, I have a stat here that Jacoby Brissett the year that uh, he 
um, stepped in for Andrew Luck in 2017, he was sacked 52 times. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's fucking insane. And that would hurt. Honestly. And that that's, that's a real warning to the Houston's front office, which obviously this podcast is going to get to them like fucking, obviously obviously like protect protect your quarterback he's probably the most important asset so do you think they tank for Tua or tank mm, tank for um Trevor Lawrence do you think they tank this year or tank next year tank next year for Dylan McCaffrey if you're smart he's not even starting he will be next year Anyways, Take two I, th- years. I think it's I think it's really interesting to see like the gutters of the NFL. I don't think I don't think the Colts are a tankable team. I think even with Jacoby Brissett, who's like a, a probably like a top forty quarterback, uh, like upper echelon on on like backup quarterbacks, I d- I think their like their floor is probably like a, a seven or an eight win team. I don't see them getting a first two or three pick. Um, that can get them that can get them so to get uh shake. yeah you can get Shay in like the fifth round dude <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't think that they're like even in the market for any of the like a top five pick i don't think i don't think uh i think this team is too good any thoughts hannah on andrew luck and the situation there um i think he should uh Basically, what I'm saying is he has a lot of money to spend on books, and you know he's going to spend it that way, and I spend so much money on books, so I'm, like, really jealous, but not really jealous of the injuries. Speaking of injuries, Hannah. Yes, let's speak of them. Lamar Miller. Yeah. My favorite running back from that was formerly a Dolphin and is now currently a Houston Texan. Mm-hmm. I loved Lamar Miller. He was on my fantasy team. Okay. He was been pretty dog shit not gonna lie okay he's a very average running back okay sounds like you really um, love him he tore his acl oh no he tore his acl in the Actually, preseason game uh sucks. yesterday so he's done for this season uh he might be done on the texans uh i don't know wow, exactly i don't do i don't know exactly what their uh his contract looks like but he might be done on the texans um and Dante Foreman I think was waived earlier this year so Hannah there's yes, a, there is another running back uh whoever would that be named Cron Higdon uh who was undrafted was he undrafted yes was a super late he draft was, he was injured he went undrafted because he okay. was injured uh who's been playing with the first team during preseason and uh do you know what school he went to uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, oh. Went to the University of Michigan. <laughs> oh, he sounds familiar. Okay, Karan Higdon is the most adorable player from Michigan's entire 2017-2018 team. Um, he was our running back, which if you know anything about Michigan football, um, we rely, well, in the past, not the future or the present, allegedly, um, we rely way too much on our running backs, and they break, and we just force them to just run it one yard over and over and over again wait so you don't like it when it's first and 10 and then we run it up the gut for two yards but then it's a holding call so we go back and then and then we run it up the gut again and this time it's for like so we get like a second and 17 and then we run it up the gut again so it's like a second and 12 a, th- a third and 12 and then we run and, and then, then we, we throw it deep to and then we and then we throw it deep 
but because they always know we're going to throw it deep, the pass rush kills us, or it's an incomplete pass, or some other shit, and then we it's a four and out. You don't like that? Oh, no, I love that. That's what, <laughs> that's why I watch Michigan football year after year. Um, but, like, in reality, Kron Higdon... I just, like, really love Karan Higdon, and I was really sad. I, like, wanted him to get drafted so badly. I did not care about Devin Bush or Chase Winovich or Rashawn Gary or David Long or Zach Gentry. Speaking of which, Chase, Chase Winovich went way too low, and the Patriots got an absolute steal. I would agree with that, yeah. But I didn't care about him. I really, really, really wanted Karan Higdon to go, and he didn't. But now that he's getting a chance to play... You'll get a chance to compete for the starting job. That That's crazy. That makes me really happy. That kind of makes my heart skip a beat. Can you vibe over? Yeah. All right. Other than that, preseason has been uh, very boring. Uh, it's been very, very boring. As a Seahawks fan, um, the defense kind of scares me um, that we're getting torched by backup quarterbacks. The offense, the line looks pretty decent. Chris Carson looks good. Um, our last year's first-round draft pick, Rashad Penny, doesn't look fantastic. Looks decent. Russell Wilson looks like Russell Wilson, and him and Tyler Lockett, I think, are going to have another fantastic season. Our wide receiver, two and three, big question mark. I think DK Metcalf is injured. Don't have very high hopes for the Seahawks, but the... Uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals look like ass, so maybe we get a wild card. As a Seahawks fan, I agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. Um, Patrick Mahomes still looks really good. Um, Lamar Jackson looks like he can be good. Looks like he can throw some balls. Looks like he's fast. But then there are other times where it's like, bro... You're supposed to throw to your receivers, not to, like, somebody else in the fucking stands or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited for um, – I'm excited for the regular season to start. Um, hopefully there's less drama at AB. Yes. At AB's drama. There's a whole lot of fucking drama there. Um, but, yeah – if uh, if the at single viewer wants us to do uh, NFL preds as well, we will do that. Of course. Do we need like a separate like reward for winning like college football versus winning the NFL one? Yeah, maybe for winning the NFL, we'll go somewhere really fancy like BGB or Arby's. So <laughs> maybe like Panera. <laughs> Mm, maybe oh no tie <laughs> fine how about, how, about the, uh, how about how about like an actual like the, the winner chooses how about like an actual like thai restaurant oh Instead like Marty of- thai on main street i love that place sure okay <laughs> fine that's fine um other than that you know uh, um do we need to um preview michigan football Okay, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. I talked about my NFL. Okay, so the University of Michigan uh, has a football team, and it is ranked number seven in the preseason polls. They have a new offensive coordinator. So Michigan's offense has been the 
worst thing in the universe the past few years not actually it's been great it's been wonderful but it has been a huge source of stress their defense has been consistent and reliable for the past several years shout out to Don Don Brown but their offense has just been like horrible to watch and now that we have Josh Gaddison from Alabama who also used to um, work at Penn State he's allegedly turning the offense around and it's going to be very different and it's kind of supposed to be built around Shea Patterson who is our quarterback who it'll be a second year he's a transfer from Ole Miss and last year he really just wasn't used to the best of his abilities all he ever did was hand the ball off to Karan Higdon so that should be exciting we have a great wide receiver group we actually have a really good O-line it's projected to be the best in the Big Ten I believe and one of the best in the country because we're pretty much returning everyone except for our right tackle Juwan Bushel Beatty left for the draft I believe I think he was drafted but um we had Andrew Stewart and Jalen Mayfield at right tackle who both of them could have competed for the position last year so it's not too much of a concern except for that Andrew Stuber is now out with a knee injury so it's all kind of on Jalen Mayfield who's a redshirt freshman but honestly Jalen Mayfield was in the conversation last year so not the hugest concern um our defense is a little bit concerning it shouldn't be horrible because we all trust Don Brown and he like he just has such a great defensive mind that you can really plug anyone into that defense and it would still work, but we did lose Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary and David Long and Chase Winovich. Um, we do have a defensive end, Mike Dana, who's coming in from Central, and he is, like, his stats were incredible at Central, so he should be able to fill in that position and sort of replace Chase Winovich at defensive end, but at the same time, I feel like Winovich was more of an emotional leader of the defense rather than, like, I feel like Devin Bush in terms of like actual playing was super important um and at linebacker we have josh ross uh devin gill someone else who i'm forgetting uche maybe so our defense we have a ton of players who have a lot, oh Khalid hudson we have a lot of players who have a lot of potential but it's just we don't have a lot of players who got a lot of minutes last year so it will just be a matter of time but uh, I am predicting that Michigan is going to go undefeated until they lose to Ohio State by like 40 points, and then they'll be one of the first two out of the college football playoffs. You think we'll lose to OSU? No. Well, okay, I think it's going to be one of those things where like all signs point to us winning. Like this year, it was kind of like, unless something crazy happens, we will win. But I just like, I can't predict that we're going to win until I see it. But this is the if we're gonna beat them, this is the year to do it. Right, because like they're in a coaching change, mm-hmm. like quarterback wise. I think they have, they have a Georgia transfer. Yes, they have Justin Fields who just transferred from Georgia and he was granted immediate eligibility. Dude, this this fucking Georgia transfer, like the transfer carousel has been wild. Yeah, no, it's literally free agency. It's li- it's like honestly kind of wild because. Again, University of Washington, um, whoever, Easton, Justin Easton or whatever, who transferred from Georgia to the University of Washington, like, he was, like, he was given the starting job, and then 24 hours later, a quarterback was like, I'm going to transfer out of Washington, which is, like, fucking wild, like, like, you can do that now, and, like, before you had to, like, sit behind and kind of learn and kind of just, like, win out and try to win out, but now it's very much like a, I'm just going to fucking transfer. Which, I mean, like, power to the player and whatever, but I think when you commit to a school and you commit to a coach and you commit to a fan base, I think you should be there and at least try to compete for your job. Have you heard Jim Harbaugh's take on this? No. He says that every player should be granted one transfer, no questions asked, immediate eligibility, and that that would kind of rid the 
NCAA of a lot of the like transfer problems they've had lately where there are people there's all this drama at Michigan because there's this player who um was accused of faking a mental illness to be granted a media eligibility um and then there were people who were like appalled that someone would accuse him of faking it it was like a lot of drama but Harbaugh basically said if you just tell people they get one transfer no questions asked then like that's no longer a problem because people wouldn't feel pressured to fake anything and then yeah it just like you wouldn't have that sort of drama but then what's the whole point of committing to a school what's the whole what you tell me nfl fan (laughs) (laughs) it's not the nba where you can just demand a trade and fucking leave right it's like you commit to a school so i think like you should play there for at least a couple of years and like i think it looks poor on especially coming from like like, again, like, most of these players aren't going to be close to NFL ready or, like, even play in the NFL. But I think it looks poor from, like, an NFL team point of view where, like, a, uh, a player is like, I don't even want to try to compete for a job. I want to go somewhere else. If, like, I would understand if, like, the coach left, if um, defensive coordinator left, blah, 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 I would understand that. If, like, a family member is sick, but I don't understand why, like, Let's say a true freshman comes in, beats out a guy who's been sitting there and waiting for two years, and then the guy who's sitting there and waiting for two years, like, all right, fuck it, I want out. I want to go to another team that maybe has a better system, maybe has somewhere else. But like you committed when like two, three years ago, whenever whenever you did commit to the school to play for the school to play for this coach. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like, from an NFL standpoint, it might not look great to the coaches seeing that a player was more eager to transfer than they were to compete for the position, but I think that comes back to that's the player's decision, and if it's going to look worse to them, like, that's their call if it's going to look worse to coaches. It's not the NCAA's call to be like, no, you aren't allowed to transfer. I mean, it is, but, like, I don't think your argument stands, like, your argument is saying that if it doesn't look as good for NFL coaches, well, it's not the NCAA's job to ensure that players look good for NFL coaches. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I also understand, like, powers of the player and hashtag pay the players. Um, But, yeah, I just think it's, like, I just think it's, like, kind of... It feels like free agency with the transfer portal and everything. It it does. It does very much feel like free agency. And Brandon Peters is going to be the starting quarterback at Illinois. Is he? Mm Mm-hmm. Our cute little Brandon Peters, our sweet little guy who... Um, oh, he's always injured? <laughs> yeah, who got concussed and because our O-line didn't... We just didn't have an O-line. There was just nobody there. <laughs> he just... And the turnstile that was O-line in, what, 2017? Uh, tw- yes, 2017. Yeah. And he plopped down... Against Wisconsin. I remember that game. I was... Wasn't it? I was he here. Did... I was here watching it. Oh, wait, no. I was at your guys' apartment. The other one. Didn't he get fucked in the Purdue game? Oh, was it Purdue? I think it was... I thought it was Wisconsin. I don't know. He came in for the first time, like, after like after John O'Corn, because Wilton Spade got injured. John O'Corn was next, and John O'Corn was just so, so bad, and he we were literally losing to Rutgers, and then we put Brandon Peters in, and it was beautiful haven't you noticed that like that happens a lot where it's like our starting quarterback gets injured like mid-game and then we put in like our backup qb and then he looks really good he like looks really really good that's kind of how things work isn't it that's how john corn looked at first as well (laughs) and then and then the next week we play our backup qb as 
QB1. And then he looks dog shit. And then a couple games later, he gets injured. And we put him in our backup. And he looks really, really good. And then there's like a huge QB controversy where it's like, oh, our QB1 is now healthy. But our QB3, who looked really good, is also like in the in like the competition to play. And it's just nobody looks good. I think there's like an old NFL saying, if you have two QBs, you don't have any. There's another saying that's, like, the most popular kid on a college campus is the second-string QB who, like, hasn't gotten minutes yet. Yeah, because he doesn't look like dog shit, and everybody thinks that he's better. Yeah, and nobody, like, there are very few schools that are happy with their quarterback at any given moment. I think I think Clemson is pretty happy. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say Clemson's happy. Bama? Bama's reasonably happy. Oregon? Oregon's happy. Who does Oregon have? Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah. Oregon's happy. Let's, let's pay attention. Who else is happy? Oklahoma's probably decently happy. I Do we know? Uh, but he... The problem is... Who is it? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He never looked super good at Bama. Well, that's why he transferred. I think it's also very much a scheme thing. I am very much in the uh, camp that scheme... Um, scheme, like, is a much better... Fuck the like, not fuck the players, but like, <laughs> but like the players don't really matter. If the scheme is good, the players don't really matter. I'm in that camp. I'm very much in that camp. Do you think Josh Gaddis can make our offense look pretty? If Harbaugh doesn't have his hands, Harbaugh is hands off. If if Harbaugh is completely hands off, and I think it might look pretty. Er, however, that's a low bar. However, however, we've talked about this where. Big 12 and Big 10, um, just because it's they're all outdoor stadiums. They're all in the Midwest. It gets cold really quickly. Snow might start happening. It's much easier to throw the ball. I mean, it's much easier to run the ball than throw the ball and play defense. So we really have to see, I think. But when you have the cutest receiver core in the country, it's pretty tempting to throw the ball to them. Uh, the best wide receiver in the Big Ten, according to PFF. Really? DPJ? I literally, I literally just played that video for you. Yeah, I heard them mention DPJ. I didn't know he was the big. Uh, I guess He's, he was the first Big Ten quarterback they mentioned. Cute. We also have uh, wide receiver. Oh, sorry, wide receiver. We and also he have was the last one because it went from five to one. But it's okay, Hannah. The best. <laughs> Did I see quarterback earlier? I might have. I don't know. I don't know. He's a receiver. He is. <laughs> and we have also Nico Collins, Tariq Black, who's coming off a couple of years of injury, but was, uh, I think, a bigger deal of a recruit than Nico and DPJ. And we have Ronnie Bell, who might sort of be in the slot, but I'm not really sure. Same with Mike Sanders still, who's a freshman. But again, should... Hannah, you established the run to throw the ball. Whatever, Carrie. I'm just saying that our receivers are adorable. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fine, fine. Um... Is that it? That's it. Well, that was the first episode of this podcast that has yet to be named. Let's just oh, let's put a silence here and then like we can insert it later. and we can insert it like okay. after like a couple episodes. Yeah. Three, two, one. Welcome to episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, I love you.